It's time to talk that talk, and we talk it like no one else. This is the stinking truth. Now, here's your host, Mark Schlereth. I think it's week 10, right? Yeah, it's week 10. Yeah, yeah and week 10. A lot of exciting things happening right now as we got, we start to... I, I've always heard this. I, I covered Bill Parcells for a while back in the days in New England, and he said... And it's always stuck with me. I'm curious from a player's perspective, Mm -hmm. if you agree with this, that the NFL season doesn't really start till after Thanksgiving. And that's when you really start to see the separation between the pretenders and the contenders. And the pretenders look at Thanksgiving as, okay, now it's time to start taking it up a level. Yeah, I always thought, like, at the beginning of a football season, there was – excitement right the newness it's very much like being a fan the newness of the season hope springs eternal blah 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 blah. and then about week six the grind starts and you got to find a way to grind from week six until thanksgiving and then at thanksgiving that's when all right now it's you know wheat separate from chaff type of thing and so i've always kind of looked at it the same way as a player and as a broadcaster it's almost the same like right now you're still kind of in that positioning for strength and then it's you know it's time when thanksgiving hits to kind of put the pedal to the metal so to speak and you know that's why teams like the Miami Dolphins right now, you're looking for the Miami Dolphins. You're yeah. saying, okay, are they actually the offense that leads the league in scoring, or are they the team that can't win when they play a good team? They're 6-0 and against, you know, below-average teams or teams with a losing record, and they're 0-3 against teams that have a winning record. And think about this now. The last two games they've played against teams with a winning record, Philadelphia shut their offense to 10 points, and then Kansas City shut their offense down to 14 points. Like, who are the Miami Dolphins? And now's the time to at least stand up and, if you're Miami, change that narrative or just roll over uh, and, and, you know, and take it. All right, so since we're playing the are they real or are they not real game, I didn't know we were playing it, but go ahead. Uh, I mean, if you want to play well, a game. What, what do you always like to say? I don't I don't know what I always like. You always like, like there's a lot of things. There's a I lot like of things say. you like to say. Some of them are if, not made. Something are, something along the lines if okay. uh, if uh, if you don't realize there's a game going on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. There's always a game going yeah. on. And if you don't know what the game is, you're probably it. Mark it down. There you go. Write yes. it down. Everybody in your handy dandy notebook. Mark has one. Baltimore. I don't know yet what to make of Baltimore. Do you? Oof. Yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Baltimore is, is legit. Legit. They're the best team in the AFC. Ooh. Really? Yeah. Head of Kansas well, City. Head of Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Head yeah. of Jacksonville. Yeah. I think that, I think that, like, there's a lot of teams pressed one upon another. But I definitely think that, if you look at where Baltimore is right now, if you allow them to play their style of football and they can impose their will on you, they will clown, just absolutely clown hammer your ass. Like they, like what they did to Seattle was holy Moses. Like it was a physical just beating. And when you're playing like that and you can beat somebody down physically like that, well, then it allows – you know, it allows Lamar Jackson to have all those one-on-one matchups because you got to bring extra guys down to defend it. And when you do that, you've got access to the outside in one-on-one coverage on a consistent basis. And Lamar thrives 
I mean, absolutely thrives in that environment. And I think it was, what was he, 20 of uh, 21 of 26 last week. Just complete efficiency. Not a ton of yards because they ran it for 200 and some odd yards, but just an absolute efficiency. And here's what ends up happening to you when you play a team that has that kind of physicality like the Baltimore Ravens have. And they can run the ball and they can just dominate the line of scrimmage. You start to start to count possessions. So, you know, they get the ball first. They ram it down your throat. They score a touchdown. You counter. You get a three and out. Bam, you punt it back to them. They roll back down the football field. Maybe they kick a field goal. You're down 10 to nothing. And it's the second quarter. You've had one possession. And now what are you doing on the sideline? We got to shit can everything we thought we were going to do. And now we got to throw it. And now you play right into the Baltimore Ravens' hands. Now we got to, hey, we got to scrap pile what we're going to do. And so you play into their hands and let them wear you down physically. And you're like, uh oh, we had one possession in the first quarter. We're down to, in a 12 possession game, we're down to maybe six, maybe seven if we get lucky. And it takes you completely out of the character and completely out of the game plan that you wanted um, to produce during the course of that game. So. Yeah, I think I think Baltimore, I would put them on my short list. Right now, I would based upon the way they play, I would put them as the number 1 team in the AFC with Kansas City and I think Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. The way the Cincinnati is playing right now, different style of football, but their quarterback is just that good. Um so I w- I would probably put Baltimore as my number 1 team. Staying with the AFC North theme, we've got Cleveland mm-hmm. and Baltimore this weekend. As of right now, all four teams in that division would be in the playoffs. Think about that. Wow. Of the of the seven teams to play in the AFC playoffs, four, the entire division right now would be in the playoffs. Yeah. So as we're playing the pretender contender game, Pittsburgh. Let's say two of them are going to make it. Well... I think we already know who the, the contenders are. Definitely Baltimore and, and Cincinnati. Yes. What do you make of Cleveland and Pittsburgh? Like, Pittsburgh might be the worst, Five especially and three statistically. Teams. They've been outgained They're the in, only, in all their games. The only team in NFL history, yeah. I believe, to, to have a winning record after eight games who have been outproduced offensively in all eight games. Yeah. Every one of their eight games yeah. – the other team had more offense than Pittsburgh did. But Pittsburgh has a great coach in Mike Tomlin, yeah. and Pittsburgh is not afraid to win ugly. And here's what I love about Mike Tomlin. Being re- realistic with what your team is mm-hmm. and understanding how you have to win games. Isn't that, isn't that what it's all about? Like, isn't it, honestly, isn't it all about winning the way you have to win as opposed to what's going to get you paid or what's going to get you as an offensive coordinator promoted or hired as a head coach somewhere, doing what you have to do to win a football game. And that's the beauty of Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think, you know, you and I live here in Denver, and Kansas City beat the the Denver Broncos 16 times in a row. And, you know, we made fun of it. Like, hey, one thing that's never going to happen you will never ever. I mean, as long as the as as long <laughs> as as the earth still spins on its axis, you will never beat the Denver Broncos seventeen times no. in a row. They're just not going to allow that to happen ever. Not going to happen. But you saw a philosophical change, an admission that 
we can't be a quarterback-centric driven team, that we have to win a certain way. And that was, even though we're only averaging three-point-whatever yards per carry, 40 carries, 40 attempted runs, 19 attempted passes, more than 19 because he got sacked six times, right? So add six, add six to that, so it's 25 attempted passes. But that's the formula. 25 dropbacks, or 25, not dropbacks either, because some of them are three-step drops, right. some of them are, you know, bubble screens and and swing passes and things of that nature. But 25 times that you allowed your quarterback to throw the football and 40 runs, there is the formula. And it's an admission that this is the way we're going to have to win. And there's, a not, there's not a lot of teams that want to admit that they're not, you know, they're not talented enough to win based on, like, we're going to out-scheme you and we're going to out, you know, we're, we're just smarter than you and we're going to allow our quarterback to do all these things. You know, it's just going, hey, man, we're not very good there. You're, you're going to hate this. Okay, I please. know the player in you is going to hate this. Everything about the Steelers is admirable, right? Mm-hmm. They've, got a, they've got a culture. They've got a standard. Sure, sure. They have an identity. And, and look at them. Look at the way that they are still finding ways to win football games. And yet... The, there's a part of me that's like, well, well, big whoop. Right. Great. You're going to huff and puff and claw and scratch and yeah. find a way to get into the playoffs. All for what? Get your doors blown off in the first round? Thanks for coming? Because there's such yep. a ceiling to right. what they can accomplish. You yeah. can't be 5-3 and three getting outgained in every game and think that you have a, a, a real ceiling. Like you have a real legitimate shot. Um is it better to be? Is it better than being three and five and and winning some of those offensive battles? Like, hey man, I guess I, just, I guess it would be Mark. It's it's all good if you can still if you're Mike Tomlin and you're the Steelers recognize that yeah this is yeah. great and what we're doing is admirable but this isn't right the way that we can win and sustain there, there's, something. There's part of me that would say to you and counter that by saying I want a Super Bowl as a wild card. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw Pittsburgh win a Super Bowl as a wild card. I saw the Packers, I believe, win a, win a, a Super Bowl as a wild card. The difference? Ben Roethlisberger, John Elway, and Aaron Rodgers. I don't believe anybody is looking at Kenny Pickett right. saying Tampa he's Bay got a couple that. years ago. Yes. 7-5 and five at one point. Right, 7-5. and five, Tom Brady. But what happened? Yeah. They had Tom Brady. So, but I I do believe there is value in winning. I do believe there is value, intrinsic value in building that type of culture. And so I would much rather go to the playoffs and get beat in the playoffs and not go to the playoffs. It's just kind of how I look at it. And you're building that culture and, and who knows what happens? Like who knows? Maybe Kenny Pickett catches fire. Maybe he gets it. Maybe he doesn't. But at least you're, you're developing something, a winning attitude and winning culture. And I'll, I will take that a hundred times out of a hundred times. Okay. Fair enough. Cleveland. I don't like Cleveland is the great mystery to me. Yeah. Like Cleveland, I know they can run the ball. I know Hunt's been Hunt's been a really nice addition for them. I know defensively they are just they, like they are built. They are put together. Um I just still have a ton of questions about Deshaun Watson. One, that's probably going to be don't you think that'll go down? And it could it, I guess it could change, but doesn't it feel like that will go down is the worst the worst trade? In the history of the National Football League, still a lot of time to rewrite trade that. and contract. Yeah, well, there's still a ton a lot of, time. of time, right? Yeah. But as of right now, right now, if you put that trade next to the Russell Wilson trade, like which which one won? Russ. Yeah. 
And that's a bad trade. And that's a bad trade. That's a really bad trade. So <laughs> we live it every day. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but you know that that's still one that all that guaranteed money and the production that you have or haven't gotten out of out of Deshaun Watson, it just it feels like that team is winning in spite, very much like Denver right now. They're winning in spite of their quarterback instead of because of their quarterback. They're winning based on their defense and the way they you know run the ball physically and all that stuff. So it feels the same. Both guys feel the same to me.